0: Welcome to the Merc's Corner. I'm your host, Kurt, and today with me is Theo, a veteran of the United States Army and Air Force with an intelligence-heavy background, um, and also has gotten up to a share of mischief outside of the military. How are you?
1: I'm good. How are you doing
0: today, Kurt? Pretty good, man. Finished my coffee and uh, ready to rock.
1: It's fucking 2.30 in the morning here, and I'm still drinking coffee. I pretty much just (laughs) drink it all day. Unless oh, I'm man. drinking booze that doesn't mix with coffee.
0: <laughs> so, well, and, uh, and I mean, and i don't know. Do you want to let people know where you're calling from?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm in Japan. That's yeah. I think that's a uh, that should be fair. Everybody should know that. That's
0: so when right. the game
1: starts. You guys will find me here. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that and the uh, <laughs> <get it. laughs> yeah. So that's actually probably going to be pretty relevant to uh, some of the things we will talk about today.
2: Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: sure. So. Well, uh, let's let's keep it light. What what got you into intelligence?
1: Uh, that's not a light question, but I'll keep it light. I uh, <laughs> I pretty much, dude. I pretty much, when I was a kid, I pretty much always wanted to be be one or both of two things. I wanted to be an archaeologist or a spy. And
0: uh, James I, Bond I, or Indiana Jones, right?
1: Yeah, Indiana Jones. There you go. I mean, you know, I, I grew up with that shit. So fortune and glory. Which is uh, probably should be on the Merc's Corner fucking coins, fortune and glory. Um, you know, and I I pretty much held true to that, and uh, graduated uh, high school, and uh, the the ideal was to go off to college, um, get my degree in shit and shit in anthropology, and go do uh, you know, like twenty years in the military, and then walk out of that and walk into a bullshit archaeology job somewhere with a bad back and bad knees and whatever fucking else, um got into university I actually went to university in the uk um and uh went there one time ran out of money this was way back before the fucking internet was big and like student people were throwing student loans at people so uh uh you know ran out of money a couple times came back to went back to the states went back to the uk did school finally was like fuck it uh we're just gonna go we're gonna do this shit out of order and so got back to the states uh in in spring well like february of 98 and uh joined the army in april i knew exactly what i wanted to do i knew what mos i wanted to go into all that shit i went into the recruiting station and said hey dude this is what i'd like to do what test do i need to take or do you need to fill on my balls while i cough what do you need to do um and you know they tried to sell me all kinds of other shit you know and and i was like nope like this is what I want to watch. yeah you know you know 88 mike fucking trucker that's what you want to do <laughs> Uh, you know, whatever, whatever they're trying to sell the kids that day. And I was like, no, dude, look, I've already done my shit. I've, I've checked books out of the library like I've called people. I've, I've done all this crap because, like I said, it was kind of before the Internet was a thing for stuff besides low grade porn. But um, but, yes, yeah, so uh, joined uh, I ended up joining on April Fool's Day of 1998 and nobody <laughs> believed me. It was just consequential that I joined on on April Fool's. I didn't plan that shit at all. Uh, And so nobody fucking believed me, you know, like I told everybody, Hey, you know, I'm sorry. I went to, you know, MEPS yesterday and I, I signed up for the army. I'm I'm shipping out, uh, like in two months, I shipped out in June, uh, beginning of June. So it was like 60, less than 60 days. And, um, nobody fucking believed me until I started. Like I broke the lease on my apartment and like was putting my shit in storage and everybody was like, well, where where are you going? What are you doing? Like, yeah, I told you like two months ago. And, uh, so yeah, he shipped out, uh, did that, um, you know, was in PSYOP for a little while, really enjoy PSYOP, theoretically, I don't like how it works dynamically, I certainly didn't fucking like how it worked dynamically in the 90s prior to the global war on terror, because uh, it was the youngest branch in the entire fucking army, nobody really knew what the hell they were doing outside of the 9th Battalion, which was a tactical battalion, anyway, we'll get out of the weeds on that. So I did PSYOP for a little while, which taught me uh, essentially how to fuck with people's brains, which was cool because I was already pretty good at that anyway. Um, and I, I jumped from PSYOP uh, from over to military intelligence and was in intel for the remainder of my uh, my time in the Army. Um, so I, w- I got in in 98, got out in 04. Um, and uh, so that was a, that was six years. You know, I went to the language school. I did Arabic and Turkish out at the language school. I graduated the Intel school, all that bullshit, um, and uh, got and out. You of speak Japanese
0: to... as well, correct? But that's yeah, just, I got Japanese. Yeah. Up, right?
1: shit. I mean, even before that, you know, like in in high school, I took uh, I took French and German. So there was a while I was really good. I lived in Germany for a while after high school. Um, you know, I like I for whatever fucking weird reason I had a series of French girlfriends, so that kept my French. Uh, you know, on my wine tasting <laughs> <laughs>
2: classic. Uh, uh
1: yeah, and in college, you know, when I was at university I always took languages. I've always I've always enjoyed that shit. Um but uh uh yeah, yeah, I mean I'm I'm heavy with Japanese now. Um still weirdly use Turkish uh somehow. I don't know how. Right but from uh from
0: time to time. <laughs> yeah. So then you went I'm to the Air Force. Air Force.
1: Order or ordering kebabs. Well yeah, no, actually the Air Force was uh <laughs> quite a few years later because i moved to japan i jumped to japan instantly as a as a contractor in 04 um and uh uh this was a, a contractor for the japanese government not not a defense contractor for for the u.s or a NATO right. or five eyes everybody like that i was i was i was working for the japanese government um which was fucking weird because i had never i'd never had any any dreams or whatever to come to japan i mean we'd all watch fucking ninja movies and shit in the 80s and that was all cool but uh, for all I knew, Japan was one giant fucking city with you know mechas and fucking demons and stuff. I, I had no
0: idea. Uh, <laughs> big trouble, little China. <laughs> yeah, big trouble, you know, showdown in
1: little fucking Tokyo and stuff. So uh, yeah, so I came over here. I was here for three years uh, as a as a government contractor here, uh, doing shit. Um, you know, that was my day job. My day job was as a government contractor, and, and but but that's when I got into all my uh, all my extracurriculars. We'll call them um yeah. cuz uh old fucking habits die hard and you can't help but notice stuff and I can't help but but hunting shit down and uh you know right we'll, we'll come back to that
0: for sure yeah 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 and,
1: and you know obviously you, you and I have known each other for quite a while now and, and we just talked about it yesterday but you know the um one, one of the first things I ever wrote publicly about it was uh, uh having dinner with a Japanese mob guy a yakuza guy and and that that one occurrence really just uh kind of lit me up to get involved with other stuff so that whole fucking first three years i was here in japan i was i i i was working multiple jobs and i wasn't really getting paid for most of them because like i said they were fucking extracurriculars so uh so i was here for three years went back to the states um you know got got back into uh um government service there, military service there, all that shit came back to Japan, was here for a little while longer. And so from uh, from, I guess, probably about 2012, I've really been hopping back and forth pretty, pretty regularly. I'm here now and I've been here, whatever, like full time for about two years now. I've been back and forth to the States a bit, but uh, there were several years there that I was hopping here for six months back there for six months here for six months there for six months because uh um you know uh, as we'll get into i'm sure in in more of these podcasts or whatever the fuck, when i'm involved in the conversation like i do human intelligence so i I can't develop those contacts and then not communicate with them especially here in fucking Asia, man like you know there's a there's a there's a uh um a choreography to all that shit and if mm-hmm. I if, if I've developed a, a, a source or a point of contact or an asset or somebody here and I go two years without talking to that fucking person, they're not there when I show up to ask a question.
0: Sure. Person. Like I no I, I, I can
1: contact. Yeah, dude. I mean, that's how that's how a lot of that shit is. And I mean, you, you know, it's the same thing in Middle Eastern culture. Like when you, well, you show up,
0: that was
2: gift, dude.
0: Yeah. Right. Well, that was a big part about uh, especially being in Iraq and just getting like boots on ground and then you're mm-hmm. just there on your own, like you had to develop and maintain so many contacts throughout from, you know, from the bottom tier to the top tier. So I knew people in, in government office and then I knew, you know, guys who were daytime taxi drivers and they were all valuable or significant in some way because they all, you know, helped me along at some point, you know, and what that's like my number one tip for traveling abroad. Like anytime you meet an English speaking taxi driver, get their number yep. Save it in your speed dial of your little burner phone, and tip them really fucking good, because then you yeah, can call yeah. them later at 2 a.m. in some bumfuck part of town, and be like, "Hey, I need a, I need an exfil like now," and they will yes. come. They'll get out of, <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm like not even kidding. Off. Like this, this one guy who I use regularly, he would drive from like at least 30 minutes away. He would get out of bed, it'd be like 2 a.m., and he would come and drive, and no questions asked. Super happy to do it, very friendly, and I would always pay him like. Four times the fare, easy. You know, yeah, like I give yeah, him. Yes, you know. I give him. You know, an average taxi ride for the what I was the distance I we went was like maybe eight thousand dinar. I'd give him forty. I'd give him forty, just like boom. Here you go, yeah. thanks, brother. Yeah. And he never once like had issues coming. He would, and I bet, I wager, he would drive to another city to get me. But like that's you know the your human intelligence network it, network when abroad yeah, is yeah, so valuable. Yeah. Di-
1: well, and that, that's one thing. Like, I'll bitch and moan. Like, I learned a lot of good shit in the military. I, I really did. Um, uh, a lot of the fundamentals and shit I learned in the military, but uh. But like what the military, in my experience, doing the kind of shit that I do, what the military loves to do, man, and this extends all the way up to like all the cloak and dagger bullshit with the task forces and all that fucking lame stuff, dude. Like all those guys, they'll, you know, they sell you all of this run and source operations and all this bullshit, man. They tell you that they're going to give you these these shiny ass flaming fucking badass military intelligence wings, and you're gonna you're gonna fly off and do all this cool shit. But at the end of the day, like. That, that shit, quadruple tipping your taxi driver or me dude, bringing back fucking utter. Kentucky Bird. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. That that shit is not in an FM anywhere in the fucking system, yeah. man. Which I, is I, funny
0: because it's the most effective, you know what I mean? Like yeah. just human relations. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. building relations with people, and those people will bend over backwards if you bend yeah. over backwards for them, you know?
1: Here's here's a story I like to tell. It has absolutely nothing to do with me, but one of the stories I like to tell that is a real exemplar about this bullshit is uh the fucking band Slayer, right? So in the in the early '90s, right in the early '90s, they released an album called Seasons in the Abyss, and uh, you can actually look this up. It's a pretty famous story, but you guys might people listeners might not know it. So so the fucking band films the video for Seasons in the Abyss like in the Sphinx enclosure in fucking Giza which has guards everywhere like you can't just walk into that place at this point in time you know early 90s 91 i think is when that album came out um so so what uh fucking slayer did is they showed up in country with all their fucking gear zero licenses zero permissions from anybody and a fucking trunk full of playboys penthouses and Marlboro cigarettes and they <laughs> bought their way. Dude, go, just get on YouTube and watch the fucking video. Better, of better than gold right there. Shoot, those guys are creeping around playing fucking guitars and shit in the middle of temples that you can't even pay to get into. Right. They're yeah. just closed off shit. And they're like, hey, bro, you like titties? Everybody loves titties. I don't care what religion you are. Titties. Here they are. You want some cigarettes here? Can I film my drum solo here in this fucking, you know, temple? But but that's the shit, man. That street level fucking stuff dude money talks booze talks cigarettes talk titties talk there's a whole other side of that we can get into it another time at least in the world i live in but but like all of those fucking vices and shit man like that's the sh- that's the way shit works on the street and i know right. government i know government human guys know that they're getting people's kids into harvard and shit like that but but you said one very important thing at the beginning of of talking about the middle east when you're there on the ground and you're a dude like us, and you're not in a uniform, and you don't have a fucking cool three-letter agency or, or some alphabet suit. Logistics, funding, yeah. Us. You ain't got none of that shit, dude. So, so it really is you just having to do, you are doing a, uh, like 100% of your shit, 360 degrees circle. Your arc is a fucking circle, right? And it's a multi-tiered right. circle, so... So for me, you know, I think obviously working in Iraq is, is, is significant, even in peacetime, it's significantly more volatile than me doing the shit I do in this country. That is not to well, say that this country is not volatile.
0: Well, you, but, you know, on the, on the to inter, inter, interject there, you know, on the flip side of that, you hear, um, you know, and I've heard, story, I know this isn't everyone, obviously, these are isolated incidents, but like, or even in my circles with like, Volunteers, Mercs, whatever, contractors, even like guys would do dumb shit and they would be ostracized for it, like on a base. like we had some guy like popping off a shotgun out a window because they thought it was funny and like you're basically like you would you do things that shit on your host nation's front lawn like that? people who are, like, bringing you in, you are just, you are killing yourself in terms of unconventional warfare and human intelligence. Yeah, or, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I, I heard stories from guys who were patrolling in Afghan, and they'd be like, well, I'd just whip my dick out and take a piss, and I'm in the middle of a village, and I'd be like, and I'm like, why why would you do that? And you wonder why you're about to get ambushed later, because you're yeah. whipping your dick out in front would of this you, farmer's kids, you, you know? That in,
2: yeah, would you
1: do that in your fucking neighborhood? No, you wouldn't yeah. do that, man.
0: And, and, and it's like, I, I people don't get it, and, and and uh, you know, there's a far extreme of people who don't get it, and then people who struggle with it, people who try to get it, and then you know, well, doing you it.
2: Know, I, I think
1: that I think that, that one thing about uh one thing about uh whatever the par- the paradigm or the worldview that that people like us have, uh, it, it's very similar to guys like uh like Army U S Army Special Forces guys because they're they're out there they're they're not alone they they still they still getting airdrops. They still have fucking you know entire teams of people that are going to rescue them when shit goes bad, but uh, but they're
0: out there. I like to think of the uh, the old generation before before (laughs) there was heavy logistics. The guys who just (laughs) had to go out and be out there. I think you don't
1: you don't have like the the, you know in the fucking Vietnam dude the, the SF guys would just plow out into the jungle and and set up a fucking G-Base out there, and, like, maybe they'd get an airdrop,
0: maybe they'd... And link the up with a host nation, and just be yeah, there. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you listen to testimonies from old MacV v. Sog guys, and they were like, we're... And it, and it made me... it Man, it, it made me so relate to them, because, especially from my position, is, like, they would be talking about how they had... They were embedded with the uh, South Vietnamese Army units up that were really yeah. pushing the front, and uh, they would be, like... They would try to give their input on, like tactics and technological stuff to the or you know um techniques to these uh, uh commanders of these vc units and the commanders would be like all right thank you but yeah kindly fuck off yeah. i know what i'm doing nice, nice and like that's that. he, yeah and they, you know, they would be grudgingly take thing assistance here and there but a lot of it they had a really hard time with and it's like yeah that's exactly what it was like because you'd be sitting there and be like listen i know what you're trying to do here but listen if we position ourselves here and maneuver this way it'd probably be better and they'd be like yeah okay who the fuck are you like yeah i've been i've been fighting i've been fighting in my country for you know forever like Uh and then he'd he'd be like who the hell are you
1: so so one of the one of the good things about that in terms of of my situation here is i'm i'm not involved i'm not involved in any kind of maneuver shit but but i've got like the i've got like sort of the opposite end of that like when i was in the military I mean, you, you, you know, you know, you've known me long enough to know that I'm, I'm a weird, I'm a weirdly resourceful guy and I I always come at shit off angle. And that's true for, you know, my personal, whatever personal self-defense. And that's true for for all of my TTPs. When I do my work, I I come at shit off angle. Right. Um, and I try to make all of my angles, people approaching me, I try to make all those angles, dead angles. Uh, so, so I'm, I'm not easily approached. Um, but, uh, uh, but but when I was in the fucking army, dude, like I, I would I would constantly see the way uh, our TTPs were or our doctrine was with a lot of shit and coming from a, a really heavy social science background academically, uh, being a people person. And, and I mean, even back then, being a, a highly fucking experienced guy in, in the shit that I do, um, you know, you would sit down with the U.S. Army. Commanders and be like, hey, you know, I understand what it is you're trying to do here. I understand, uh, you know, what the objective is. Uh, you know, I've ever read the fucking op order. Like, I know everything that's going on. But if I could maybe introduce you to a couple of better concepts here in terms of trying to, you know, achieve your objective. And they're like, nope, fuck it, nope, sorry. You know, here's what the manual says. You know, it's Alpha Team does this and Bravo Team does this, and there's flanking and shit like that. And it's like, yeah, rock and roll, man. Well, you know that the guys that you're doing this to. Are reading the same fucking book that you're making these plans out of right like you realize that right there's right you don't want to you don't want to deceive them at all you don't want to try to try to work around around the doctrine. Nah, i
0: mean that that's was why I, I laugh at when people like you know don't remember, i understand opsec but most people don't <laughs> no. and and when when people go on these tirades or screeching you know you're violating opsec by showing tactics and it's like you know some basic cqb or something i'm like you realize they've all read they, the the enemies read these books they've watched our videos they know they've been fighting as long yeah, enough they know here's, all our sops ttps everything or that yeah, they have PD, yeah they have pdf pdf files like uh, for days i'm like exactly it. how we do it like
2: it's yeah, not yeah, it's yeah. there's
0: no there's no OPSEC around it anymore. There are opsick yeah. a lot of things of exact operational details of exact yeah, operational generalized tactics and yeah.
1: Yeah, well, t- I mean, t- 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 that using t- yeah, right. yeah, TTPs t- is a completely different thing than discussing a fucking operation like right. an operation an ongoing
0: <laughs> one, Yeah.
1: Like, like people people will will show a picture of their their nephew uh, you know and his fucking hey my nephew just graduated uh, you know ranger school and here is his picture with his name tag on it. people are like fucking OPSEC, bro it's like no that's or
0: per sec, but yeah for like both either way but
1: yeah you know <laughs> you know he's not he's not in a battalion yet he's not on an operation doing anything so uh, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: yeah
1: i mean it, it, it i mean that's that's obviously that's inside the mill and outside like people just don't mm-hmm. get that shit and, and right. yeah i mean there's just a lot of that bullshit i, I feel like um I feel like I was super fortunate coming up in, in military intelligence in the army because uh, when, when I jumped from, from like the, the collection side of the house to the analysis side of the house, I already knew the collection side. I knew how to do human. I knew, I knew the working. Right. I, I didn't know how to twist dials on the radios and shit, but I knew how to and do then, the SIGINT.
0: And I, and then, I then I one hand washes the other at that point because you've yeah, yeah. been to both sides
1: yeah yeah and 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 so so hanging out dude even as a, as like a junior enlisted guy or 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 mid enlisted dude in analysis dude you learn military decision making process i knew every element of mdmp military decision making process that a fucking colonel did or a general brigadier general you know and i mean like there were dudes on my team that were e2s e3s that that knew knew the shit and those were the guys advising the S2, the intelligence commander or whatever, who then was advising the fucking general, right? So, so you get these E2s, E3s advising a fucking major, who, who, in in my case, like the 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 majority, my the majority of my S2 commanders, my intelligence commanders, were not even fucking branch qualified intelligence officers. They were fucking infantry guys that were branch detailed, dude. They were BD, they were branch detailed from infantry into a fucking intelligence billet. And and they didn't know the first fucking thing about it. They were just sitting there on a staff gig, uh, waiting to go and do a, a fucking battalion command. So they didn't know shit about fucking military intelligence. And you had these E2s and E3s that were advising these bitches on MDMP, so then they could advise the fucking you know the S3 or the fucking brigade commander or the division guy who who the fuck ever. And so so like I understood all that shit. I understand MDMP from 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 a uh, well from a solo a singleton level to 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 a fucking division level right um, and and i don't i don't think you can get i don't think you can get that everywhere man like uh maybe maybe like a real sharp infantry troop somewhere that that's really paying attention and going that extra mile uh to, to and is even allowed to sit around at staff meetings but like you know because of the position that i had in mi my last my last job in mi um you know, I, I was a liaison between a, a fucking brigade combat team and a fucking division. Um, and so I knew how all the collectors in the division worked. I could advise on tasking them. I could task them myself. Uh, you know, I could advise uh, all, all that bullshit. I mean, it's not entirely relevant, but but looping all the way the fuck back to what I said, like uh, I was in a very fortunate place to learn a lot of cool shit while I was in the military, but I was Constantly reminded, like pro- probably at a fucking daily basis, about the fraud, waste, and abuse, um, uh, or, or negligence that would go into how people were, were not using things to the best of their, uh, you know, ability or or or, or to the, to to an extent of efficiency and shit like that. And and like uh, you know, I'm I'm a fucking solutionist, right? Like that's my religion. Like you give me a problem set and I try to work the shit out. And when I'm constantly watching people, especially once the GWAT kicked off, because I was, yeah, you know, I was around when the when the when the I was in uniform when that shit happened. Um, you know, and my unit, my unit spooled up and was doing work for that shit for the for the guys that that uh ended up going to Afghanistan. But you know, the uh, uh, just watching all that shit not work in an efficient manner, uh, will, eventually just became too much, and it's like, you know what, fuck this shit, and and I'm out. I can't. I can't deal with it. I I started really seeing. Um, and it's it's obviously it's super bad now. But but um, you know, just it, it's better. It was better for me to go off and do shit by myself. I, right, I, I
0: just took right.
1: my took my ball and went home.
0: <laughs> so well that that brings me so you do, do you want to i mean i would love to hear one of the stories and i want to talk into let's we definitely need to get into some edc stuff as well but let's let's uh i don't know what do you what do you want to talk about uh, drinking with the yakuza boss or that one where you had to exfil rather hastily and hide out after getting cracked um yeah you could so i mean if you want to well. go over if you can breeze through both and um i mean uh, on you, man.
1: Yeah, I, mean, I can I can breeze through I can breeze through both and and we can also talk about the 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 earthquake one because that that yeah. goes into the East. so uh, so you know what what kicked all this shit off I, and I mentioned it earlier what kicked it off was was uh I was at a restaurant with a buddy and uh, um turned out that the, and this was here in Japan and and it turned out that the uh, that the guy that owned the restaurant was like a local yakuza boss and um. I, you know, I knew what the Yakuza was and shit like that, but I wasn't, and you know, I wasn't collecting on them or trying to understand them or I didn't give a shit. Um, right. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, this guy, uh, this dude lived upstairs from the restaurant. He didn't work the restaurant. He just, he just lived up above it. And uh, so, so part of the way through my dinner with my buddy uh, this guy comes downstairs and and uh sees that a fucking round eye is sitting in his restaurant, and so he wants to sit down and um, you know, I guess flex his nuts or whatever. And uh, you know, the dude, uh, I found all this bullshit out later because I I went to work, <laughs> you know, like I started doing work at that point and uh and and learning stuff and collecting and 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 hunting shit down. And so this guy it turned out he he had been a boxer at some point, working as a as a low level like Jak was enforcer type. I don't know if he's a fucking mm-hmm. bodyguard for somebody, but uh, he was missing a lot of his fingers. Uh, which so he uh, you know, fucked a lot. He fucked up a lot. Like he fucked up a lot because they 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 start at your at your left pinky and they work they work down the knuckles and um, they usually don't do the knuckle that's like attached to your hand. So you're always going to have that little nub there. You mm-hmm. can scratch. Some back or whatever so so i mean you know you're running down there's there's essentially two parts you can cut off of each fucking finger uh on both of your hands and and i don't right. think they do thumb. and i don't I don't have any recollection of ever being around anybody missing thumbs it's kind of fucked I up mean, they want you to be able to pick your nose i guess um and a little sidebar here the reason they uh the reason they cut off the the end of your left pinky is because that's your anchor finger for a sword or knife you you mm-hmm. wrap you curl you curl that pinky around the the bottom of the like the fucking pommel right or the hill right uh And right. that's that's your balance so without that that knuckle theoretically you can't uh you can't really hold you can't correctly hold a japanese sword um nobody's running around with swords these days anyway so it doesn't matter and even if they were they probably can't fight with them um so uh, so yeah this guy he came down and he, you know, he was he was really fucking belligerent and uh, he uh, he was just a dick, which I was kind of used to because uh, um, I, I was never around when I first moved here. I was never around a lot of people that were just outright fuckers, but they did come around and I didn't really care. I went to Catholic school guys used to being treated like shit. Um, and uh, so. Um, yeah, he was a dick and I was kind of a dick back, you know, my Japanese was was pretty shitty i don't know i'd been in country maybe four or five months six months maybe at the time i can't remember exactly but uh um my japanese was was pretty shitty so i couldn't hang too much but but my friend's english was really good and obviously was a native japanese speaker so he's kind of flip-flopping back and forth but uh i could definitely tell that it was a tense situation because like the the people who worked in the restaurant and we were the only people in the fucking restaurant people who worked in the restaurant at all sort of like back the fuck off like some weird ass scene in like a Western where the two dudes mm-hmm. are standing in the street. Fuckers are diving into the saloon and shit to get out of the way. Um, so, I mean, my spidey sense was up. I knew shit was, was going on, but, uh, you know, um, and, uh, uh, so my buddy was basically like, yeah, we need to get the fuck out of here. Like we need to leave now. And, uh, so, uh, you know my buddy paid and we kind of tried to transition towards the door and uh this this fucking yakuza guy was was still like kind of breaking my personal space and talking shit to me and uh so his the, the yakuza dude's wife uh that was sitting there with us um she used to be married to the guy who ran the restaurant who used to be a guy for the yakuza but that guy I guess fucked up real bad uh, and, and who was sort of basically enslaved to the Yakuza to run this fucking restaurant. And, uh, and he lost his wife, uh, who was now married to the fucking yak, like sub boss. Uh, anyway, she understood English, but was not saying anything. Um, right. So, uh, so, you know, finally we're, we're, we're at the door to the restaurant. We're putting our shoes back on. Cause let's not forget you take your shoes off in most, uh, most places in this country um which we'll get into the ttps on that a bit but
0: Uh i i actually that's fascinating very specific to your region or area of operation anyway continue please sorry
1: (laughs) we we, we transition we're shifting towards the door we're getting our shoes on and shit and dude is like he's he he literally just wants to go outside and fight like he's like let's let's take this shit outside and i'm like "Ah, i'm not gonna, gonna fight a guy like that's just dumb like we're in fucking high school and uh so uh uh we go outside and, and my buddy's like, we got to fucking go. And I'm like, well, I can't like, bro, I can't just break contact. I'm not going to like turn my back on this guy and walk off. And as I'm walking, he's with me. <laughs> like I can't break contact here like because he's trying to initiate contact. So I can't I can't politically correctly break contact. Right. So. Right. So. Uh, so finally, I just decided to just make a scene because we're outside now. It's not late at night, man. You know, it's probably like probably like eight thirty at night. Dinner to late yeah. dinner time. and uh yeah. and there are people there are people around like outside mm-hmm. and uh and and so he's already raised his voice and he's like shouting in my face and i got i'm getting like flex of spit on my face and shit and um so i square up and i stand there because i'm thinking like okay well i guess i guess we are gonna fight now like we're we're, we're gonna fight and uh um and he's a boxer missing most of his fingers so i don't know how that's going to work out but uh <laughs> so yeah you know he's he says uh he's basically like you know challenging me like hey let's let's you know let's do this let's get together sometime and fucking settle this and it's like bro i you know it, yeah whatever man and and so my my buddy's like look this we're we're in trouble we've got to get out of here like people are coming and that's when I was like, oh, you mean that kind of we need to leave? Like, people are coming. Okay, so. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> like, shit, yeah, well, we'll just a game a little bit. I'll break contact now. So, uh, so the guy's like, uh, so the the, the, the Siak was a boss. is like, so, you know, like, uh, so what about it? Like, what do you think? Like, are we going to do this? And I said, yeah, i tell you what. We can settle this up sometime uh, in a piano playing contest. <laughs> 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 said,
0: You're a smart ass. <laughs> oh man.
1: It probably was not correct Japanese, but I knew how to say piano and like play, like play an instrument, right? So, so I, I said, play piano, and uh, dude, his wife, dude, his wife started busting out laughing. I was like, she's gonna get. It. <laughs> and, uh, Holy shit! And, and like, my buddy, legit, was like,
0: you didn't just terrified. <laughs>
1: And uh, so at that point, you know, the dude kind of reached up to, to uh, well, he wasn't going to grab me because he had nubs. I don't know if he's trying to push me or what, but he reached up to grab me and I, I I trapped his hand out of the way and popped his hand out of the way and uh, looked at his fucking wife and was like, you know, you have a good evening and uh, I, I hope to see you around, <laughs> which also <sighs> was no point. Yeah, because, you know. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't do that. Yeah, you wouldn't do and- that anywhere. You wouldn't do that anywhere, but like
1: and yeah especially you know, with
0: that guy in that moment that was i mean yeah, that was a pretty hardcore move
1: <laughs> flex knots will flex knots. so i was like yeah i yeah. see you around and uh and and you know backed up my buddy's already like kind of sort of skipping down the block to his car like come on dude <laughs> come on come on and we got into his fucking car and he he legit he like took a very fucking circuitous route out of this town to get back to the town that we lived in and all this shit and uh um, you know, I got back to my place, and I was like, hey, are you are you going to be okay? Because, like, I mean, these guys know who you are. Like, are you going to be okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to be fine. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about you. And I was like, hey, you know, don't don't fucking worry about me. Do, do any of these people know where I live? And he's like, you're the only fucking white guy in this town. Like, if they don't know where... They're going to know where the fuck you live by dawn. And it's like, alright, cool. Yeah, not a problem. You know, I'm not worried about, like, ninjas coming in through the attic or anything. Like, we'll, we'll work it out. Um, Basically, from that day on, dude, I uh, I really I I I went to work, man. You know, like I started collecting, I I I started developing like uh, you know link matrices and 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 fucking flowcharts and shit. And I mean, we call it like an order of battle, like who the fuck the people are, who the commanders are, who these bosses are, their sub bosses, who their enforcers are. You basically got two different kind of of dudes. You got like the old dudes that wear black suits and sunglasses, twenty four <laughs> fucking hours a day. Okay? uh you know clean cut nice dudes they run businesses and shit and then you got like your punks out of like a fucking anime with like pink mohawks and shit and right like, like right. they robbed roadies from like bon jovi in about yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, like the
0: bose zoku and shit for the past the old school
1: <laughs> absolutely man it's like bro i don't think you're allowed to wear bullet belts anymore uh with those tight <laughs> pants but um uh, so i mean i started going to work man i uh i uh uh, so, I mean, I, I used all the shit that I learned in the military, but I had to do it all myself. Um, and, you know, I mean, not not a year later, uh, I was actually I had actually gained access and placement to that dude's bosses. And once a week I was in their fucking house uh, as an English tutor to their kids. I wow. had no fucking name. I was. They just knew I was a fucking white guy that spoke english and they wanted their kids to do good on their tests and shit like a couple of junior high kids and uh um you know so like i could collect all kinds of shit and and and
0: yeah you know uh, the the lion's den
1: (laughs) it's all about access and placement anytime you're talking about dealing with humans on any level it's all about access and placement um, and and so so being able to to gain access to bosses and bosses of bosses and wives of bosses and mistresses of bosses and all that bullshit, dude. I mean, like I the, the, I got hundreds of fucking crazy stories about uh you know just the shit I the information I collected or or the shit that I could influence um just by knowing certain people. Um, you know, and and we were talking earlier when you're talking about, you know, people like taxi drivers, but you also know people in government offices like, dude, I've got former Japanese prime ministers in my Rolodex. I'm not saying that I could roll up to their fucking house and be like, hey, bro, can I ask you some questions? But if I made an appointment to talk to them, they would know who the fuck I was. Right. I think in both cases they would both honor the request for a meeting just because of, you know. Other elements of my life, and that they they know you know my day job and shit like that. But
0: um, sure, sure.
1: But uh, but yeah, I mean, so so that that introduced me or, or introduced is probably not the right word. That that uh, precipitated me to involve myself in a pretty extensive nightlife in this country. Um, you know, just being involved in collecting on these guys and which and, which and, is
0: is such a a fascinating aspect. Of it because I mean uh, if you know anything about Japan it's it's conformity it's standardization it's you know by this yep. is the way and this is how we act as a people and then you get into this weird subcultures where they're just so far from that of, of
2: yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. with elements
0: of it but you know that element yeah. of criminality is so uh, but, far yeah. right from the uh, the norm of Japanese society
1: so, yeah. And I mean, I was having this conversation with somebody the other day. It uh, might have been you, but I don't think it was. You know, one of the things that people don't understand about about the, the differences of all of the world's mafias. Right. Uh, the uh, the 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 Irish mafia. Right. Just where we'll just say the Irish mafia working in uh, in the United States. They're not really concerned about any sort of sovereign authority uh, of of the nation of Ireland they're just irish guys who commit crime in an organized manner it's the same thing for the fucking sicilian mafia or the russian mafia or or right the, it's certain national you know identity mafia here dude the triads the same way the chinese guys koreans the yakuza is 100 fucking percent different dude you are not right. going to find
0: nationalism Hardcore. yeah you're not-
1: find a more nationalist group in, in this fucking country. Than, well, they have
0: people in politics, don't they? I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but they have guys who have strong ties, low-key, yeah. but strong ties.
1: yeah I mean, they got, it's all fucking connected, man. It's all, you know, once you get into the fucking undercurrent of all that, once you get baptized in the black fucking river of the undercurrent here with, I feel, with the tools and the talent that I have to understand those things, like, you understand that it's all connected. I mean, it's like six degrees of fucking Kevin Bacon, dude. The average multinational corporation president in this country is uh, is is six degrees at least, uh, or at most, rather, uh, from, from a, a Yakuza boss. That Yakuza boss is, is less than six degrees away from, uh, from uh, you know, Diet or the, 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 uh, the Japanese, like, Congress uh, members. It, they're all like that, but, you know, when you're talking about uh, the average yakuza boss those dudes in and of themselves aren't criminals they've got guys that do criminal shit for them right but but right uh you know one of the things one of the things that i will always harp on
0: for well, they, have chains is, they have a chain of command that is very rigid as i understand it. Shit.
1: Yeah, it's just just like the, it's just like being in the military. In fact, I I honestly I honestly think that one of the reasons I was so quickly successful in this country is because I understand people and 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 uh, networks of people. I understand I'm an I'm an anthropologist by education, uh, so I understand people very well. I understand how the how people processes work. Plus, I was in the fucking military, so. You know, like you, you, you all of that, the, the hierarchy and all that bureaucratic bullshit and those tier systems and all that crap, like you know who the boss in the room is. Right. You, there's things you have to do. Uh, you know, obviously, I'm not standing at fucking parade rest when the boss walks into the room, but no, you are showing but... level of respect. You even use a, a, a type of Japanese language that is different than the language you would use talking to your friend or or somebody lower than you. Like, there's all that tiered shit um which of course we have right but uh, um but uh you know one of the things that that is i would say the most important one detail of trying to understand how to do shit in japan or to understand japan at all is that they have this uh in, in japanese it's called omote or the the, the exterior uh the word mm-hmm. saying mm-hmm. element of shit i would call that the demeanor right uh that that's the the appearance of something right the facade that's the omote and then behind that the the truth of it the nature of something is called the ura Uh, that really uh, honestly yeah um (laughs) the uh so you got omote and 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 ura and those two things mean like the nature and the demeanor or or the reverse those the demeanor is omote and and ura is the nature and so you have to understand that, that all of that uh all of those pleasantries and, and all of those honorifics and all of that bullshit, all of those things exist to protect that Omote Uda boundary, uh, right? And I mentioned earlier, I said, you know, I know Yakuza bosses' wives. I know Yakuza bosses' mistresses. Everybody knows everybody cheats here, but they don't do it openly. And if you get busted right. cheating and get busted twice, you're going to get busted for cheating and you're going to get busted for getting caught because everybody knows everybody does it just Keep it in the aura, right? That's not omote stuff, right? It's right. one of the reasons. It's one of the reasons why I was happy to have a confrontation with that guy in the street, because he now had to break that omote shit. He was not being a gentleman. He was not being a good host to a foreign guest, which means everyone right. witnessed that, even though they knew he was a fucking yakuza boss and a, a thug and had lost most of his fingers for being a dipshit.
0: They Which needed. He still probably summed that up. Yeah.
1: Still had a still had a script to follow, but uh, um, yeah, but yeah. that yeah. And Omote and he didn't. Ura shit play. Yeah, and he didn't, and that Omote ura shit will play into everything. It plays into everything I do in this country.
0: See, um, and that that level of cultural understanding is something that you know. I, I mean, especially guys just, like in the work, not, work world who
1: i guarantee you the fucking intelligence personnel that come to this country to do work not that they do work here in this country but based out of they don't get that brief
0: right <laughs> exactly like that stuff you you learn from from hard lessons in cultural immersion and what people don't understand especially like new guys into uh foreign fighter stuff Merck stuff is that they they jump into it and they don't take that into account and it gets him into trouble essentially or it, it makes it a lot harder to do what you want to do if you don't consider the cultural ramifications and the dynamics the social dynamics based around it so like and especially like so like in iraq you know like uh, all the customs and and cultural things there or in afghanistan or anywhere else in the middle east um you know uh for instance you know uh shaking with your right hand not pointing your bombs your feet which is still kind of to be honest it's kind of saddam era stuff uh and i noticed in when i got into uh basra that they uh, didn't adhere to it as strictly um as of late but um but it's still kind of there you know there, there, there are little nuances um in the way you do things or like like you you said there was uh for instance the owner of the company for uh uh security company I worked for he would come into the building and people stood up and stopped what they're doing and went to greet him and talk to him and like he had a demeanor about him um, that demanded respect from everyone in the room and like you know yeah. and you would be a fool not to give it to him uh, even yeah, as yeah, yeah, a, yeah. a foreign outsider, because yeah. that would be dis- disrespectful. It would be disrespectful to him, which you wouldn't want to offend him, and you would not want to offend your colleagues and the people around you, or your foreign counterparts, because then yeah. they wouldn't want to work yeah, yeah, with yeah. you. They wouldn't want to protect you, and in some cases, you might get sold off, or you might get schwacked, or they might leave you somewhere. You know, like yeah, in really absolutely. extreme cases. And I and I have I have heard several stories of that of contractors who were who slighted. Their foreign counterparts um to an extreme where they got him killed for it um yeah man so, i
1: mean dude that just that just goes back uh i mean that that just goes back to some fundamental rules of being a fucking of being, good
2: human uh, yeah. yeah
1: being a good human i was gonna say gentleman and i, and I think that's what i mean but like uh yeah I yeah mean, Dude, uh, you know that's one thing that that I, I get involved in a lot. Uh, not that I do a lot of lectures in martial arts and shit, but but I I, I do circle a lot in martial art circles, as you know. But but that's one thing that like uh you know Jim West uh, over over at at SoftRep, I mean like he and I, anytime we're together, we always get into martial arts conversations,
2: man, because he's a fucking sure. martial
1: artist and I'm a martial artist right. and I've been doing it for fucking three decades now, man, and 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 for the last you know 20 the last two decades of that shit um well certainly the last decade and a half i i've used my martial arts legitimately literally on the street in mortal combat where if i did not make it out of that engagement i wasn't making it out of that
0: engagement you know On a quick side tangent, you know, what I love about that is like that's the same crap when you, you you know, you get on Instagram and you see people running these super clean high speed drills and transition shit. Or, or, you know, any type of espousing, any type of doctrine that isn't fundamentally rooted in reality. And it's, uh, and you start uh, like having, you know, having experience. And, you know, like for instance, uh, I always say the, I, the uh, the idea of a reload, uh, like oh, and how about all these variants of reloading your weapon? Um yeah. it, It's such nonsense and theatrics because literally I've never had to do. I've only ever had to do two types of reloads. Uh, no shit. Oh god, I need more ammo. Drop it and like load it. <laughs> or yeah. like, or like, oh, I have some time. I'm literally just gonna take my sweet ass time with this. Like I didn't need to yeah, do a reload. You know, pull the mag out, drop it in my dump patch pouch, or indexed it. Grabbed a fresh one yeah. and stuck it in, you know. You know, it, it, there was only two speeds. There was only over yeah. two speeds. It was like, oh, God, I need ammo right fucking now, or yeah, I obviously have time. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and, and that's, like, one of the simpler – And I, what I, that's, I like that because in the martial arts side of things, it's, it's a relevant piece, too. There's a lot of crap that gets thrown out there, that, what's effective and what's useful for real-world violence. But then very few people are actually out there testing it.
1: Yeah, absolutely, dude. And and I mean, honestly, I I don't know anybody that has more experience than than, than fucking Jim West
0: in oh, uh, man. that kind of stuff. That, I mean, I that, really don't. That dude um, is a monster, in a, and a good yeah, way. Well, well, it,
1: yeah, he, I mean, uh, and and it, it's it's awesome. But but now having said that, and it's not like I hang out in bars asking people how many fights they've gotten into. Sure, but like, sure. Aside from Jim West, I don't I don't know anybody who's been in as many situations in the real world as me besides jim west um you know what i mean jim west I, I think one of the main differences here is like jim west uh you know he came up in the fucking like 70s and 80s where people were getting in fights and titty bars off brag just yeah. on a friday night because that's what you did and i don't get in fights in bars i leave right right and uh right you know i i, I think uh i think one of the things about my martial arts because uh, I, I i know a whole bunch and and you know i I just mishmash shit together as it works and everybody can preach Bruce Lee or whatever, but but that shit's been around for fucking centuries where you just you take what you can and, and you use what you can however you need to use it. That's not a new concept. Sure,
0: uh, right. Uh,
1: uh, one thing I want to touch on, first of all, well, it's, talk
0: about- Bruce Lee Bruce Bruce was espousing what we do in the military from the start, which was improvise, adapt, and overcome. He, he, he The whole concept behind Jeet Kune Do was... Use what works for your situation, and it's yeah. not stupid. If it works, if it, if it looks stupid and it works, it's not stupid.
2: Yeah. You know? they, they, teach you, they
1: teach you a bunch of shit to expose you to all the ranges and expose you to different right. techniques. And like, right. hey, dude, I'm 4'8", i I'm not kicking anybody in the neck,
2: right? right. Unless they're
1: Peter Dinklage, right? Um, you know what? But but you know, I uh, I I get really – I don't get frustrated. I think it's fucking hilarious when people are like, right. all fights go to the ground. All fights go to the ground.
0: Yeah. First of all, fuck the bullshit. I've been, shit, I've a I've been, lot been plenty of- that did not. And t- I've been quite, a, I've been quite, a, quite frankly. A, and there's not even a
1: relevant, a relevant percentage of those have ended up on the ground, right? Not even yeah. a relevant number. Of the, of the of the engagements, physical engagements I've been in. Yeah, know, and, and quite like,
0: frankly, I don't want to, because in the real world, people pull out a knife and start shiving you in the stomach while you're while you're sure. beneath them.
1: I live in a really clean fucking country, dude. So I can tell you that I'm not really that 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 uh reticent to get and roll around on the fucking floor of an alley in this country. Um, sure. but I don't want to. Been in the average fucking bar, the average dude, even in a fucking Chili's. If you're rolling around on the floor, you're rolling around in shit. You're rolling around in fucking, you know, bottle caps or fucking whatever. And, and, and I'm
0: sure and I'm sure there people are listening right now like, "Well, if it's life or death, who cares?" And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, the, you know what the real you know what the real thing here is like you said earlier, knowing when to walk away. Like the best fight is the one you never had. Like you you shouldn't if you if you were on the ground you better be in the fight of your life because if you took it there over a bar fight you could have yeah. walked away from that shit like that you so look, you committed okay. to a next level.
1: So so look everybody says oh, all fights go to the ground which is bullshit and if you say that you're wrong I don't give a fuck who you are number two no fight starts on the ground right all- <laughs>
2: unless you're in bed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: If you just want to skip all the fucking causality that gets you to the ground and practice right. rolling around the fucking floor with another guy, have at it, dude. Have the fuck at it, right? But but look, I I, I actually I use sapper engineer tactics in my martial arts, right? Uh, I don't know what the fuck I think they call them pioneers in the U.K. I don't know what the fuck sappers are, but uh, uh sappers sappers do mobility counter-mobility, and survivability. That's the only fucking thing sappers do. That's their entire mission. So life. So, mobility. I need to make sure that I can motherfucking move. Move around the room, move out a fucking window, move out a door, move out of town. Whatever the fuck it is, I need to be able to move. Right? Number right. two, counter-mobility. In the event that someone is going to be following me, I need them to not be following me. Right? So, hey, I'll Abby. jab your.
0: Right? I'll jab okay, Oh, sorry. Uh, I was gonna say on the, on the concept of mobility, like, and going to the ground, you know, you ever try to ground fight two, even three guys at the same time, like with mobility, you can create space, you can create distance, you can avoid.
1: If, if you're on the ground, you have no mobility. Your mobility is now zero. So you've already failed in my book. The way I do things, you've already fucking failed that objective, right? Stay mobile. Um, uh, Let's back this up to, to the military decision making process. My objective, right? No fight is over until you are back at home, safe, and no one is coming after you. Right? Yeah. Um, so keeping it. that in mind, I, I don't I don't have any pride in fighting a person. My objective is to stay alive that night. And and I don't know how many of these dumb fucking people that talk about going to the ground and shit like that have had to burn their fucking clothes because they're covered in somebody's blood i don't know if they've ever tried to ground fight somebody covered in somebody's motherfucking blood but it's stupid shit and if they've ever done it they're gonna have the same (laughs) idea about it that i do you don't want to do it
0: so on that note can we transition into the story behind that one because i know i've heard it uh once but it's a it's a good one so i don't
1: don't know how you want to lead in but Yeah. yeah. So, so this is, well, luckily the only person believing in this story was me and it was raining. So it was mostly water, but, uh, yeah, so this, uh, this took place several years ago when something I was doing, uh, was compromised. Um, right. So I, I, I could not avoid the confrontation because what I was doing has been, had been compromised. I had been caught, um, (laughs) doing something I shouldn't have been doing. And, uh, The first fucking thing I did was literally jump through a fucking second story window. Um, That's not what cut me, thankfully. Um, I was in a town that was mostly a bunch of uh, fucking abandoned buildings and houses and shit. Looked like something out of a fucking zombie movie. It still does. It's a dirty ass town. But uh, um, uh, two dudes came after me, uh, not through the fucking window. um, But it it took me a second to (laughs) it took me a second to get my bearings when I hit the fucking pavement um right and they were already coming out the fucking they were already coming out the door i mean as soon as i went through the window they were headed for the door of the stairwell right so so two guys came after me and, and i started hauling ass through this town so so luckily i knew this town pretty well because uh i had already done a shitload of reconnaissance work there and i had already done my uh, tons of collections there already so i knew the town i knew a bunch of alleyways i knew what buildings were banned and that kind of bullshit so uh um So this is very, very, very important. Um, because, uh, uh, in, in that case, I had my shoes on, right. Um, but the shoes that I wear, they're actually the shoes that I have on my feet right this fucking moment. Um, the shoes that I, I wear when I do my shit, if I ever tell you a cool story, I'm wearing these shoes, uh, in the story, my, my shoe strings are elastic so I can slip my shoes on and off, but they're tight enough to still maintain. They're not loose. They're not flopping around. I can, Fucking right, right, right. Haul assholes and elbows and my shoes aren't going to come off right but i can slip them on and off quickly and easily i actually i got a pretty good technique where i can have my shoes in my hand and as i'm running and one foot comes up i can slip a shoe on the other foot comes up i can slip a shoe on and not stop running um but uh so anyway we're, we're hauling ass to this fucking this broken town and um you know I'm jumping walls. Uh, I, I lose one of the guys. I, I think he's probably trying to cut me off somewhere. I never saw the guy again. I don't know where the fuck he went. Uh, but one of the guys was was on me. Um, and and it's raining. It's fucking raining cats and dogs, which which is good, uh, except for that these shoes don't work great when it's wet. But uh, so I'm hopping walls uh, and all the shit. Um, you know I jump a wall uh, into somebody into what used to be somebody's backyard. It's probably about a five foot wall. Uh, and in the in the in the backyard were all these uh the, these broken like uh, terracotta shingles. They use those fucking terracotta shingles here, and they had all fallen off into the backyard. So uh, so I'm, I'm running on a pile of those and uh, climb up on a wall, jump up on the house, jump onto a balcony. Like I'm doing all this shit. This is another thing. It's mobility, right? And and in order to maintain mobility, that's not two dimensional mobility, man. That's three fucking dimensional mobility. I'm jumping shit. I'm crawling. I'm, I'm I've gone through ditches before. Uh, actually, this night I, I did. I did do some ditches, but uh, um, and this fucking guys behind me. But uh, at one point, so when I jumped from from this, this house's roof over to the balcony of a, of a uh, abandoned apartment, this dude was coming after me. But uh, but I lost him, ended up going down the stairs and I kept expecting the second guy to be there. Uh, so, I, you know, I can't just like haul ass around corners because somebody might be there. Right. Because there's that other guy. I don't know where the fuck he is uh you know and it's not like i got fucking blackhawks and and fucking drones and shit overhead circling around giving me radio fucking advice like it's just me running around like an idiot in this town so uh so i haul ass down the stairs come out i get uh several blocks away and i think like yeah i'm probably in the clear like these guys the chances of either of them being anywhere isn't isn't likely at this point We're probabilities probability matrix so uh so I settle into a a, a pretty solid pace because I gotta run back to my apartment, which is like a marathon distance away, and it's the middle of the night. There's no buses, there's no taxis, um, uh, all that shit. So, uh, <laughs> so I'm weaving through this town, and uh, I come around a corner and literally run fucking face first into the guy, the, the guy who was chasing me. I still don't know who the second guy was. Um, I mean, I, I fucking run smack into him, dude. The only thing that could have made it funnier is if he was carrying like a wedding cake or a fucking tray of hot <laughs> coffee. Like, and he, he went down, dad, everybody went down. And um, uh, I went down and, uh, you know, did that cool fucking like ninja combat roll thing Um, and slipped on the wet pavement. When I was coming up, I, I, I got hit. He hit me with something. And uh, he hit me in a fucking head. I still got a dent in my skull, actually, uh, on the right side of my head. You can feel it sometimes. Um, and he he hit me, and he hit me fucking hard. And I about blacked out. Um, and uh, and and I went down. I mean, I was I was only halfway up, but I went down. And uh, and he came down on top of me. I rolled over, and when he came down, I stuck my my fucking hand out and and my. My index finger, my middle finger and my ring finger all went into his mouth. And uh, um, so I, I pulled my weight up and rolled him over and, and with my fucking hand in his mouth and gagging him, I slammed his fucking head into the uh, into the pavement um, and then shoved my hand further into his mouth. I don't know if I was trying to get him to puke or what, but it was like, stay down, bitch. Uh, and uh, so I, I popped him into the pavement and then I jumped up. And started hauling ass. He didn't get back up. I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what happened to him that day. But um, he didn't get up. I started running, and that's when I realized like I'm fucking bleeding. Like it's cold outside. It's 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 not it's not warm rain coming down. It's cold. It's cold weather season. So it's cold rain coming down, and I'm not sweating enough for the shit coming down my face to be sweat. It's warm <laughs> liquid coming down my fucking head. And, uh, and it was blood. It was quite a lot of blood. And so I'm like touching my skull as I run. Uh, and I can feel that it's like a soft, like soppy, nasty patch of, of goop. It's not gray matter. I, I don't think, uh, so anyway, like I'm, I'm, I'm running. Uh, but then I'm thinking like, oh fuck, you know, like I, I can't really just like sprint now cause <laughs> I'm bleeding. So now I got to worry about blood pressure. And it's a fucking head injury, so like if I black out, I'm not coming back because they're gonna find me and I won't. The, you know, they'll just they'll put me in a fucking car on the beach and burn me. Yeah, like they do all the guys. And uh, um, you know, so so one of the Im- important parts of that was that I, I had a lot of weird decisions to make at that point because I was like 18 miles away from my house, <laughs> and uh, you know the plan. The plan that night w- was going to be to have, have essentially run home anyway. But uh, I ended up uh, ended up getting a hold of a bike and riding a bike. Uh, and uh, that way I could move faster but not use as much energy. And um, the, uh, I-, I-, I roll my bike through the rice fields because the rice fields give you really, really good visibility. Um, anybody driving around in the rice field is going to have their lights on you could see them coming long before they see you. Uh, cause it's not like anybody's rolling around fucking nods on or like predator mm-hmm. vision It had right. to see me with lights. Um, and a car actually at one point, a car did, uh, uh, this is me getting into the ditch. A car did, uh, come into the rice field. I don't know who the fuck it was cause I never saw him, but I threw the fucking bike into a ditch. So all these rice fields have irrigation ditches, right? Sure. Um, sure. I jumped into the ditch. And, uh, And I navigated uh, through the rice field in the ditch. I didn't come out of the fucking ditch until uh, uh, like, I mean, way far later And the car wasn't around. So if they were looking for me, they didn't find me and I didn't see them. But uh, but like my objective was to get home, right, safe and not have anybody follow me. None of those guys knew who the fuck I was. They didn't know where I lived. Uh, I was from a different town. Um, I've literally never met anybody in this country short of maybe a couple of police detectives who (laughs) really could have even put the pieces of those puzzles together if they tried uh, to hunt her down. But, uh, um, but you know, like I, I had to, uh, I had to get back to my place. Uh, My my place at the time had all kinds of security countermeasures. I was sleeping up in a crawl space. So even if the, if the ninjas did come into my house, they wouldn't know where the fuck I was. Um, and, Just thinking uh, we're at home at that point. Yeah. What, dude. I mean, so so at that point, like I did not even enter my apartment through the front door. I actually climbed three stories up the back of my motherfucking apartment building, which thankfully was butted up right against the, the building behind me, so nobody could even <clears> see <throat> that I went. Like this is all counter fucking surveillance and and <laughs> counter. You're, all, you're all
0: literally that. you're literally describing seer and counter surveillance all in the same shit show (laughs) of a a time and i say shit show not because you handled it incorrectly but when the as we know when things go when things go sideways they go fast and you're just like what the fuck and you gotta you gotta handle your shit and it sounds like you you did
1: so here's another little weird piece of advice uh uh you know we talked about the, the the cab drivers so um i uh i've spent uh I mean, obviously it's, it's Asia. So I, you can't really avoid girls in this, in this part of the world. Um, and there's a, there's a very broad spectrum for that. But, uh, uh a lot of my girlfriends in this country have been nurses and they've been trauma nurses and they've been nurses trauma for a fucking reason. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, 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 dude, and dude, in it, And that Omote aura bullshit that I was talking about earlier will play into that because, you know, some of these chicks in the past, like if I call them at 4 a.m. and I'm like, hey, look, I need your help. Um, Look, I'm going to meet you at this place or you can come to my place. Or honestly, like I had a fucking shit ton of girlfriends. I had no fucking idea at all where I ever lived at all. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I lived in a place once for about nine months without any fucking electricity. Um, I mean, I had electricity, but I didn't really have electricity. It's kind of difficult. We'll get into that some other time. But uh, um, (laughs) I... I I live i definitely live a very very austere life uh in this country but but uh but yeah let's get back to the nurses so so the guy that the guy that patched me up the next day actually was a doctor friend of mine and uh he wasn't mine wasn't my boyfriend he wasn't a nurse but uh but but that omote earth thing it, it's also one of those deals where like if i say don't ask me about it and they value your fucking friendship they're not gonna ask you about it right they're not going to think right. about it. They're not gonna. They're not gonna conjecture about it. Um, they won't even fucking ask you about it six years later when they're fucking drunk and be like, "Bro, why did I have to patch your fucking head up that night, man? Like, what the fuck happened?" Yeah. Um. I mean, I can't do a since then. Never once brought it up. Never right.
0: Once. Um. What the well. Fuck- with, <laughs> with that, I I think we gotta wrap it up for this episode. Um. But, man, uh, Theo, it has been an absolute pleasure. Um, we'll definitely have you back on again, I'm sure, because <laughs> uh, yep. we've only hit the tip of the spear on all the stuff we're um, yeah. from your world. Um, <laughs> we have yet to touch the shaft. Um, <laughs> uh, so, anyway, man, awesome. Yep. Really appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on. Um, Take care, man. Anything... All right, yeah, we'll see you.
1: No, man. I'm good. All right, brother. Later, man.
0: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kurt with the Mercs Corner and our guest Theo. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time.